Hello? Uh, well. How is my baby feeling? I'm so weak. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm so hungover today. <laughs> and I'm not doing good. <laughs> I'm laid up in bed, so the audio is probably going to suck for this episode on my end, but, like, frankly, I just don't even have the energy to sit in a chair right now. I have been vomiting all morning profusely. <laughs> Garrett went to the store to get me a Powerade, which was so sweet, threw it right up. <laughs> I have the rest of it here with me. And not the throw up, just the Powerade. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, so White Wine and I are having a little time off. We're 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 ha- we're on a break right now. So well, my baby is down bad today, but at least you showed up for us and she's here, but oh, we decided to let you guys feel you never never miss a work meeting, but you know. We're here and we're excited to be going over an album with you today, the new Kesha album. And of course, in the title of this album is the word gag. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay. Yes. So today we are going to be talking about Gag Order by Kesha. New album, newly released. Before we get into the episode, we want to talk about some trigger warnings today. So throughout the episode, there may be talk of sexual, physical, verbal, and emotional abuse. And obviously these things can be hard to talk about they're hard to listen to so take care of yourself if there's anything in that list of trigger warnings that you don't feel comfortable with we completely understand and we want you to sit this one out keep yourself safe and we'll see you next week besties so garrett are you ready i'm so excited it's crazy because we like saw kesha in real life i know that we know she's real so I'm just ready to see the work that she produced for us. Okay, so Kesha Rose is an American singer-songwriter born in Los Angeles. At the age of 18, she signed to her first record company and had a hit with Florida in 2009. And everybody knows the song. You spin my hair right round, right Okay, but don't sue us. So, um, in 2009, the song Right Round Round launched her career. She then signed a multi-album deal with RCA Records. You guys might recognize that name. Um, And that was in 2009. So, Kesha had been writing her debut album, Animal, for the past six years. And she was ready to put her first single out, which was called Tick Tock in 2010. Now, it's very iconic that TikTok, the way that she spelled it and the way that she did it for her song title, is now, like, one of the most popular apps in the world. She invented TikTok. Yeah, she literally is TikTok. The song went to number one and broke records in America. Kesha continued to release songs and top charts in the early 2000s. Okay, so a tiny little trigger warning here because what we are about to get into you Again, just a little intense, so this is your last chance. Back out now if you need to. So in 2014, Kesha sued producer Dr. Luke, seeking to void all of their contracts because because of how the suit claimed that Dr. Luke, quote, sexually, physically, verbally, and emotionally abused Kesha to the point where she nearly lost her life. And that's according to Rolling Stone. Then... After a break from music, she released her single, Praying. Now, Garrett, that is, like, one of our favorites. And that came off of her third studio album called Rainbow. And Rainbow's really, really great. Garrett and I love it so much. She then toured the album and has continued to release music since, including High Road. And now her new album, Gag Order. I'm gagging. (laughs) I literally am gagging all morning. (laughs) Kesha, I love her so much. And what a woman. She has gone through so much and is still coming out strong and just preaching about love and acceptance. So what a woman. I love her. And I cannot wait to get into this album with you. Same. And I want to just second that. We love Kesha so much. I think she's such a strong warrior woman. 
and I think that she is doing things for women out there who might not have the same voice as she does and the same platform, and I think it's really important work. And one of the reasons why we love the Rainbow album so much is because she really dig, like dives in and talks about her life and some of her struggles in that album for the first time as listeners that we know. And now with Gag Order, we're going to get into it some more. And she really just doesn't sugarcoat anything. She doesn't hide anything. She is very open and honest. And I think her listeners appreciate that about her. I know I do. I agree. I echo all of that. So with that being said, let's jump into the first song, Something to Believe In. So automatically, I thought it had some cool instrumentals. It's kind of a low-key song, and I thought it kind of repeated the title and like the chorus a lot, but it was kind of getting a message across and kind of setting the stage of like the album because it was the first song. So Mm -hmm. that's what really stuck out to me. And then two lyrics that I would like to touch on is she says... I sit and watch the pieces fall. I don't know who I am at all. Which is shocking just because when I see Kesha, I think that's someone who I admire and like she's so confident in herself and just seeing her be going that raw and be like, you know what? I don't know who I am. I'm kind of a human just like everyone else and just breaking that in the first song I thought was really interesting. Yes, I love that that you pulled that specific quote out because I also picked up on that and it is interesting. Like to all of us, we look at Kesha and she herself is like a full character and it feels like we know that character but she's a real person she's very like we are all complex she's a complex person she has lots and lots of different pieces to her and i also just want to like second with the cool instruments this or sorry cool instrumentals this album is so different so different instrumental wise and right off the bat with something to believe in you're getting the kind of like energy and vibe that the whole album is going to be it's got this very techno like computer auto-tune kind of like sound to it um and she pretty much continues that through the whole album yeah i i agree i agree with that she um definitely experimented a lot in this album and i feel like in my opinion it kind of combines rainbow and high road together because high road was so like upbeat and like not rapping but like more pop and then rainbow was more Mm -hmm. chill so i think this kind of combines the two in my opinion it's just it's just so different like so unusual to me because She's done, like, a little bit of the cool, like, techno instrumentals. Like, I'm thinking back to um, Spaceship and stuff like that. There are some other, like, tiny little runs and stuff that have, like, a little touch of the techno. But this this album is just, like, all computer tech. Like, I don't know what's the best word, Garrett. Can you help me? Like, how would you... I know what you're trying to say, but honestly, I don't know. It's something I've never heard before. It's, like, very unique. And moving on to my second quote that I thought was, like, I mean, all this stuff's kind of deep. Yeah, worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. I'm so embarrassing. I'm so used to abandoning myself. I can't believe I'm still alive. So that right there is just another, like, deep quote that, like, I just wouldn't be expecting. It just hits you. Like, you can't hear something like that. It's... It's so interesting, Garrett, when some of our favorite artists say lines like this or say things like this because it really, like I already kind of touched on, it really puts into perspective that these are real people too. They're complex people just like us. They have so many layers to them. Onions have layers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They have so many layers to them. And even these people that maybe like, hundreds of thousands of fans look up to and wish they could be and think you know they've got all the money they've got the fame they've got the voice they've got the clothes like what could ever be wrong but every single person in the entire world has a story to tell every single person has their own struggles their own hardships and it's just really interesting to me when I hear something like I don't know who I am at all or I can't believe I'm still alive coming from Kesha because these are like feelings that yeah maybe the normal average Joe feels like maybe once a year or something but just to hear it from Kesha I don't know it's just very um like it makes you kind of take a step back and just be like oh wow I had no idea 
Exactly. Yeah, I echo that. So good. I think it's a great first song. And I'm ready to move on to the second one because this is your song of the week a few weeks ago, Chloe. So what's yes. your what's your opinion on this tune? So Eat the Acid is the second song on the album. And honestly, this is the one song out of the whole album that like just sticks in my head. Like this is the one that's the catchiest to me, in my opinion. Um I especially the one there's one part of the song where she says um, you don't want to be changed like it changed me and she says it a bunch of times you don't want to be changed like it changed me that part gets stuck in my head a lot and like the way she sings it I'll be kind of humming it to myself all day but this is another song like we've got kind of a high up be tempo and everything but then she's talking about some really intense stuff so first of all you don't want to be changed like it changed me right off the bat we're talking about the abuse that she experienced and the way that it changed her I mean I'm assuming because that's really what this whole album gets into but she's been dodging gods she didn't want or sorry I'll just read the exact lyrics and not try to like paraphrase it but been dodging gods I didn't want. I'd gotten used to being lost. That's so sad. I got chills. I never felt like I belonged. Turns out my mama wasn't wrong. Mm. You said don't ever eat the acid if you don't want to be changed like it changed me. You said all the edges got so jagged now. Everything you saw then can't be unseen. Last night I saw it all. Last night I talked to God. So the lyrics, like when you read it, comes off a lot more intense than it does listening to the song. Because again, it's got that like fast tempo. So listening to it, it's kind of just catchy and vibey. But I think these lyrics are really interesting. Um, and I wonder what Eat the Acid is really like referring to. Yes, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Because I don't, I mean, maybe it could be the actual like drug, but I'm thinking it's obviously something else. Maybe like the industry, like take like right. the fame pill or something, you know, but there's definitely a deeper meaning. And this song, once you, like you said, the instrumentals are fun, right? It's like kind of repeating itself and the lyrics kind of mm -hmm. get lost over that. But once you and dig into like it. And it's like layered, layered yep. sounds too. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, but I agree. It's kind of hard to like find the, not find the message, but once you see the lyrics, it's obviously there. And mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to mention this album again, but it's got Chromatica. Like Chromatica is like an upbeat album, but like the lyrics, once you get in there, it's raw and authentic. And it's interesting to see these artists do this. It's like kind of a trend we've been seeing lately. And yes. I don't know if it's like these record companies want a big pop song, but these artists are actually measurable. Like we'll give you a production beat, but like I'm actually measurable. So I'm not going to be sounding happy when there's actually truth behind like what I have to hey, say. That could totally be it. And like, let's not forget that the whole world is still coming, like recovering after the pandemic and everything that definitely affected these artists too. So during that time, these people were at home writing these songs that we're listening to now, and they weren't necessarily writing them in a very happy time. Exactly. I mean, that's speculation, obviously, but I would assume at least some of the artists we listened to were writing during the pandemic time, and I would imagine that those lyrics would all be pretty sad. So, yeah, I but agree. I agree with what you're saying. And like after the pandemic, I could also see those media production studios and stuff being like, okay, we'll take this song, but like you said, we're going to make it upbeat. We're going to make it fun because people want like some fun music to listen to. Exactly. Um, but I definitely want to touch on the fact that you just said Chromatica because I never would have connected the two, but I'm really glad that you connected them for me, these two albums, because this gag order is like giving me not Chromatica as in the album or the songs or the lyrics as much, but it's giving me like the Chromatica world, mm -hmm. like that alien, dark, post-apocalyptic, um, what, what did Gaga call it at the concert? Oh gosh! What did she say that the architecture was? Oh my gosh! It was um. But I, know what I you're don't saying. remember anymore. But it just gives me this like post-apocalyptic, like dark world feeling, kind of. I have no idea why. And then with Chromatica, the one thing that they do kind of have in common is 
Gaga also did some of these very techno, very computerized, very, very digital sounds. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. It's interesting that that might be where music is turning, that we might be kind of swaying into like a new era Wave. of yeah. a sound. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see. Hey, prediction. You've heard it here first, EFBF. <laughs> <laughs> what are your, like, overall thoughts on this one? On I love this acid? song. It's one of the songs that sticks out to me, and I do listen to it a lot. Um, I just echo everything you said. I think it kind of repeats kind of like the first one did. It's like, you don't want to be changed like it changed me. She says that kind of a mm-hmm. lot. but A lot. She, um... The instrumentals on this is what sticks out to me, so I don't really know how to describe those, but overall, great song and mm-hmm. not a skip, so I give it a little mark. This, um, <laughs> one thing that was interesting to me on this album, and I wonder if you picked up on it at all, sometimes it's different songs, but sometimes it's like in the same song. She's either doing like very repetitive lyrics or totally different verses that are like new words every single verse nothing repeated so it's one or the other it's either like she's just spitting random not random as in like what is she talking about but like new lyrics for a whole verse and then she'll repeat the same thing 35 times yeah so it's just kind of interesting the way that she set this album up and I wonder what the process was like for her I'm kind of interested to know did she like write poems have some of these words and then build songs around them or did she come Mm. up with some of these like you don't want to be changed like it changed me and then built the song around that i'm just interested to know i would love to know that's interesting because it kind of does feel like a journal at some points like once we get to some of the Mm -hmm. lyrics in the next few songs it is very deep and it does feel like we're looking in so that's an interesting thing that i'm gonna like keep in my head while we go through the album now but yeah, I love well, that song. Keep it in your head while we're living in my head for the next song. <laughs> Number three, living in my head. I I think we can all relate to living in your head. Like that's a yes. something that I think everyone can relate to. And the lyrics of this song just like get in. Like it's actually Oof. just like deep. And one lyric yeah, stuck. this one hit hard for me. Yeah, it's a really good one. And I want to touch on this album is really short. This some of the songs are like mostly two minutes long or less. Mm-hmm. I would say. I was gonna say so just to clarify too, like what Garrett means is that the album is short because the songs are short, but there are actually a lot of songs in this album. Yes, 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 so, yes. So yeah. So anyways get into it Garrett tell me all about it so she says I'm so and the way she sings this too I like it so I'm gonna kind of go into that mm-hmm. vibe don't judge <laughs> no says, I want to hear it baby I'm so fucking insecure I just can't stand it god I hate myself sometimes I can't get out of my head sometimes I can't get out of my head I'm so fucking mm, I just can't stand it god I hate myself gotta stop comparing oh when's it gonna end and when th- i didn't do it <laughs> i stopped singing but she does like mm, like she's so angry she's mm. like i'm so fucking mm. Mm. like i can't stand it like she's like like yes uh, the way she sings this song too and like everything she just said like i feel i'm sure we've all felt that like i'm so fucking insecure i just can't stand it god i hate myself like i feel like yeah everyone i mean not i guess not everyone but i mean i can relate to her like saying that to myself in the mirror sometimes like like, why can't I just, like, get out of my head? Like, I'm just... When she says, mm, because, like, you just can't get words for it sometimes. Like, when you're mm-hmm. in your head and, like, you're alone. Because no one knows what you're thinking in your head. So you're by yourself. She's and, like, like oh. it's so good, though. Like, also, I love... Also, the little, the little, mm, I couldn't help... When you were singing it, I couldn't help but remember Miley Cyrus's, um... Muddy Feet. Ah. Was it Muddy Feet? Yeah, it's Muddy yeah. Feet. And she's, like, I'm trying to think of what she says right before that. But it's, like... The, you're closing the curtain. Now I know why you've been closing the curtains. Ah. <laughs> and it's that same, like, it's a mad, ah. Yeah. And it's like a mad, mm, like, mm. fuck. Yeah. And so I have suffered with anxiety for years now, and it definitely impacts my life very strongly. Um, and this song, to me, like, seriously, seriously hits home because if you struggle with anxiety, living in your head is like actually your prison. Like that's actually what happens 24 seven always. And she says, it's so fucking exhausting. When's it going to end? It is so fucking exhausting. Like it really, really is. And then she says out of my head, when's it going to end? So fucking exhausting out of my head. So like 
inside or out of that head. It's exhausting no matter what. It's but, a lot. Um, I just, yeah, something about this one, I also like the way that she kind of speaks some of it. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't sing every single word. Sometimes she'll just start, like, talking, kind of. Yeah. And I like that, too, because it makes it feel even more authentic. And I listened to this the first time um, with headphones in. And that gave me a totally different experience, too, because I really liked just, like, I was walking outside, too, when I heard it for the first time, and it was just kind of nice. Like, having this song in my head while I was looking at nature was kind of, like, shifting my perspective and making me think about things and be like, damn, I am living in my head too much. Like, Yeah. It's really good. I like this one. This is after um, Eat the Acid. Eat the Acid was my song for last week. I think this is my new favorite, like, top song from the album, I think. This is a really good song. And some of these, when we get into, it's hard to listen to some of these just because you get so deep. Like, I think the last song, Happy, I could even finish because mm-hmm. it's just like so deep. But that's later on. But I love this song. And like Chloe said, one of my favorites off the album. And I love it. So moving on to the next song, number four, Fine Line. Which the first time. Fine t- Line. Fine Line. This was my song, song <laughs> a few weeks ago. And I love this song specifically for the lyrics. Um, what do you think of the song, Chloe? I really like it. I cannot get over the fact that she called it Fine Line when there's a Harry Styles song called Fine Line. Album. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, see, exactly. There's like a whole I album, yeah. She called it Fine Line when he has a whole album. Um, okay, so I really like this, and it. I, I really like the lyrics in this one, too. Like, right off the bat, she says... and. Honestly, this one, I'm so glad the sequence that they put the songs in the album because this one coming after Living My Head, Living in My Head is perfect. Yes. Because right here, the lyrics, it literally sounds like a continuation of Living in My Head. She says, there's a fine line I've been walking and trying to balance is exhausting. This is where you fuckers pushed me. Don't be surprised if shit gets ugly. Mm. And then... Okay, you guys, I just got a chill that literally went from the top of my scalp to my toe because this this episode is triggering for even me for us to talk about and go through because it makes me like I could cry right now. It makes me so sick to my stomach to think of the women in the industry who are treated the way that Kesha is and was and... It just makes me so nauseated that this man thinks that he can have complete control over her. He can tell her what she can and cannot say. He can tell her what she can and cannot do, where, who she can sleep with, where she can sleep, what he's going to do to her, whether or not she likes it or not. Like, it just really fucking makes me mad and I just want to, like, shove that motherfucker in a room full of bears or something. It makes me really, really, really angry. It makes me so angry. Because she's with this company still, no one's promoted this album. She, It was not sent to radio. It was not sent to stores. It was not, like, done any promotion because they're all against her. Like, all of these people are so mean to Kesha and all she did was speak her truth and she's getting punished for it. So... Exactly why the album is called Gag Order, too. Yeah, it hits even more than that way knowing that they're trying so hard to to stop her from speaking her truth and getting it out there and good for her she's a brave fucking woman she really is is so fucking brave and this is the next line this is the part that just put chills all over my body and it makes me so sick and it hurts my feelings she says all the doctors and lawyers cut the tongue out of my mouth I've been hiding my anger, but bitch, look at me now. I'm at the top of the mountain with a gun to my head. Mm. Am I bigger than Jesus or better off dead? Whew. Oh, my God. And, like, I just have some, like, chills, and I almost cried just reading the doctors and lawyers cut the tongue out of my mouth. Like, ugh. That is so scary and disturbing to think about. The people who are in this country, the people who are literally holding jobs of authority and power that are designed to protect and help and keep us safe. Those are the very people who are the monsters just hiding in plain sight. Like it's sick. I cannot believe that all this has happened to her, but good. Like you said, good for her. She's still brave enough to say her truth in these songs. Yeah. She's speaking the truth. She says there's a fine line between genius and crazy 
there's a fine line between broken and breaking spent my whole mm -hmm. life trying to change what they're saying about me i love that line spent my whole mm -hmm. life trying to change what they're saying about me i love that line so much ever since i heard it that's something that stuck out to me and then she, but throughout the throughout the song she just keeps saying fine line between and she like keeps saying two different things and i love it mm -hmm. she just speaks facts she's like um fine line between famous and being forgot i love this one fine line between selling out and being bought yeah Damn. <sighs> so good like the, i just have so many chills talking about this one for some reason i'm just like the lyrics are really really fucking good he says i feel safest in the silence and i'm so goddamn sick of fighting the truth keeps roaring like a lion yeah that'll be the cross i die on oh oh my god you guys i'm gonna cry it's like, sad I'm gonna cry in this episode this is a sad um, album but the one that really gets me too is the ending this is how she ends the whole song there's a fine line between what's entertaining and what's just exploiting the pain. Mm. But hey, look at all the money we made off me. Oh God. And the way she says, but hey, you know what? Look at all the money we made off me. Kind of like, let's look at the bright side. We've both made money, you motherfucker. Just like, it's, like. It's just, ugh. It's she sick. also, before the ending, I just want to touch on these two other parts of, which is basically going to be us reading out the entire song, but it's okay. <laughs> The years keep on dragging, I'm at the end of my rope, the noose gets tighter and tighter, I'm tasting blood in my throat. Don't call me a fighter, don't fucking call me a joke, you have no fucking idea, trust me, you'll never know. Mm. And then she says, going back to the fine lines, um, fine line between hope and delusion. Between what's right and what we've just gotten used this to. Too. Mm -hmm. Ugh. God, that's a fucking good good line too because we need to look around in society every single day of our life and look at the fine line between what's right and what we've just gotten used to. And there's a lot of shit going on that we have gotten mm -hmm. used to that is not right and it mm -hmm. is not okay. I have chills. <laughs> but she really did that. Like, the lyrics, Kesha, like, out of this world like she's putting stuff into words that i never knew how to say you know what i mean uh -huh. and that's what makes her an artist that like needs to be heard like she's she is an artiste so good i love the song guys fine line is one of my favorites off of this whole album like she's spitting facts the whole time and there's a fine line between surviving and living and god some things should never be forgiven guess what i'm sick of pretending for you I really like that in God something should never be forgiven because it reminds me so much of there are certain things only God can forgive. Uh, ah! I love it. Chloe, that's a good comparison. Yeah, that is yeah. good. I love that line. She's mentioned it before and she is not shy about the fact that there are unforgivable fucking acts that have taken place against her, acts of terrorism against her, and she's not gonna forgive that and nobody should it shouldn't be forgiven she's been exploited her whole life it shouldn't be something that we just get used to it's wrong and dr luke belongs in prison i'm like I, i'm not even afraid to say it i just no really, i agree in my I, opinion I allegedly he belongs in prison for the rest <laughs> of his life like sick that's a sick man good luck honestly dr luke if you're listening good fucking luck in prison because those bitches in there in the prison courtyard doing their weights their weight training they're listening to tiktok every mm -hmm. day and they love kesha and you're about to get your shit rocked so i hope you don't drop the soap motherfucker i retweet fuck that man he's done so much harm to women and i'm sure more than just kesha so fuck you no more airtime for you but love that song one of my favorites and i think honestly the next song is perfect for the order because <laughs> It's only love can save us now, which mm. what a title. I think that's probably my favorite part of the song is that statement. Only love mm -hmm. at this moment can save us. Look at the world around us. Look around. If you think anything else besides love is going to save this world, you're wrong. Everyone has so much hate in their heart for everyone around them that they don't know, will never meet. They just hate them because they're scared or like have been told to be scared and has, have made up lies in their head. So can we just all just 
be kind and love each other right now, please. Yeah, like, I don't like, that's understand the easiest it. thing we could do. I don't understand why it's so hard for people to re like realize and understand and accept and live by the fact that the only real magic in this world is love. Like love is the magic fucking sauce. It's the power. Love is the one thing that literally can save us now. <laughs> and it's the one medicine. It's the one thing that heals all. Yeah. Like, it just really is. And it's so easy to give. It doesn't cost money. You can just be nice. Love someone. Yeah. Love your neighbor. But anyway. Love yourself and you'll love others. Love yourself and you'll love life. You know? RT retweet. So this song reminds me of her last album, High Road. Probably the most of any of the songs. It's specifically the beginning. It's kind of like a rap. She goes in hard. Mm -hmm. It starts like abrupt and she's like but like rapping so it's fun um in this song there's a lot of talk about god and jesus not just in this song throughout the whole album like kind of the last song yeah. she was talking about um that so that was the theme i picked up on and yeah the ending gives me church vibes like we're in church <laughs> yes okay so this one has a really really cool sound especially at the beginning it's very very energetic and it's definitely the kind, it gives me Kesha. Like, the way that she sings it kind of reminds me of, like, Kesha when she's, like, just going off. And I love it. I think that it's really fun. But like Garrett said, the end goes into this, like, gospel-y church-feeling vibe. And I actually really love it, too. And you know what's very interesting, Garrett? Hmm. We have had almost every album review that we have done on the show thus far has had a song on it at least one that has like a gospely churchy like goes into a church song kind of feeling yeah and that's just really interesting again with the like techno and the computerized digital sounds is that also another major trend that we're seeing here with music is that people are are leaning towards like gospel sound but their own lyrics yeah and maybe it's because they think like people need something that they can like quote unquote worship to or something like to something, believe in something to believe in exactly <gasps> yeah full circle i love it <laughs> <laughs> and i love that it's churchy but she's preaching about love she's like it yeah. wasn't really like it's that's all we need right now and i love that i love the message i think we need it and yeah it's a cute one it's not my favorite but it breaks up from like the intensity of what we've been going through so i think it was a very good like icebreaker and we needed it in this point of the album there's definitely still intense, like, shit in there. There's a lot of lyrics. So there are definitely still intense things in there. But, yeah, like Garrett said, it kind of, like, breaks up the album. And it kind of, when you listen to it, it kind of sounds, like, happier, upbeat. It does. You don't really catch the sadness unless you're reading the lyrics again. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cute. Anything else you want to add about it? Not this one, but I do want to add that the title of the next song is How I Feel About You. Oh, Chloe, I love you. All I need is you, Chloe. This is like a love song on the <laughs> album, probably the only one, but this is a really cute one. It's a um, sweet, simple song. My favorite lyric of the whole song is, I can have all of the cocaine and the pills at every party, but who's the one that's gonna care if I make it home and like obviously oh. like I like theoretically she's like I just need someone to care yeah. about me like after, at the end of the night who's gonna be there for me who's gonna care if I make it home I think that's so so cute and basically oh. the whole song is like all I need is you it's really sweet simple song like simple instrumentals and the message is in the title all I need is my clay are oh my Gary <laughs> I wonder who this song is about. Like, just not in, like, a nosy way, but just out of curiosity. Like, I wonder if it's about a friend or a family member or a loved one. I'm just... Or even a dog, you know? That's you true. Never know. Anyone. But I'm just kind of curious to know. So the first, like, few sentences is something Kesha's... This is the first song, but she does it throughout the album. She, like, has gotten audio clips, which me and Clay have touched on with Cheap Queen in the past. Mm -hmm. We love when artists kind of, like, get old vintage clips from something. Samples. Samples. Yeah. And include it in the song. And this was the... That's how this one started, and I love that about it. Yes. So in that sample that Garrett's talking about, they say... It, it's a man's voice, and he says, Authentic love is beyond your control, and the most basic thing which is dangerous in you is the possibility of love. Because if you are possessed with love, you can go even against the whole world. 
Damn. Oh, that's such a fucking good line. That is. Damn. Okay, Kesha. Where'd you find that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where? What is that? I want to know. I want to hear the rest of that speech. <laughs> it's saying that authentic love is beyond your control. Like, if it's real love, it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do about it. Love hits. It's literally a oh, full circle moment. It's literally like my big fat Greek wedding when Tula meets Ian Miller, Exeno, Exeno, not Greek with the long hairs on top of his head. And the whole family is like, what in the heck? She can't marry a Greek guy. And in the end, Ian Miller, the root of the word Miller comes from the Greek word, which means orange, apples, and porticollis means oranges. And in the end, they're all fruit. But that authentic love, it was beyond their control. It's done. It's done. It's they fell in love. It happens. It's written in the stars. It's meant to be. It's going to happen. And the most basic thing, which is dangerous in you, is the possibility of love. Like, that is such a fucking good line. I just that is a good line. Dang. We're not even into the song yet, for real, but like, oh, God, that's good. <laughs> so, she, like, starts off singing by saying everything gets so chaotic sometimes. I've been so caught up in my own shit. Tell me that you'll live forever, because I've taken years for granted, and it Damn. always feels like the first time, but now the grays are starting to show. Your love might break my heart harder than being alone. Damn. Again, like, I just really want to know who this is about. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm just nosy as shit. But there are a couple main themes in the album, but it feels like chaos and, like, chaotic hectic moments are one of the main themes she brings it up and honestly some of the songs are kind of chaotic with all mm -hmm. of the music and the instrumentals in the background so it seems like there's like she's just got a lot going on and she's like having a really hard time processing and like dealing with stuff and it feels chaotic maybe i don't know i'm trying to really get into her head here and figure this out no i love this i love the songs especially the lyrics that you just read i mean facts like imagine just like being with someone that you love like you're not being actually there with them and like that's so sad right or like imagine being with someone and like knowing that you don't want to be with them or don't want to get married to them or something but just staying with them because you don't like you're settling because you don't want to be left behind you don't want to be the one person who's like not getting married and not having babies and stuff but you know what it is so important to remember that everybody has their own timelines everybody is doing things differently and one of my all-time favorite lyrics from a flora cash song i'm pretty sure says they're talking about life and they say it's not a race to the end and i freaking love that quote so much because a lot of people are living life like it's a damn race and the end babes is death like that's the end <laughs> that's what you're racing towards literally so chill the fuck out and slow down i love it. i agree with all of that that you just said and i mean facts never settle guys oh my god you guys i'm so hungover oh. <laughs> lol but moving on to the next song the drama which automatically the title i loved i was looking forward to the song when i saw the track list i love the beginning and i love the switch in instrumentals of it the beginning's kind of slow and then it has like a switch in it and i love the switch i'm like okay hey 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 but then like, i will oh, say oh, oh. i will say at the end they do one they add like screaming or like not screaming but like a screeching noise to it then yeah and i'm I not like that i'm not a fan of that so I, the beginning of mm -mm. the first half of the song obsessed with like i thought it was my favorite song off the album when i first heard it until it got to that part so kind of sad but give it the give the first few minutes to listen because i really enjoyed it what about you yes i especially i agree with like the first half of the song i really like um i am just like kind of a weenie i'm kind of sensitive when people put like really loud screechy or like specific audio like instrumentals you could say or just like digital sounds into the songs there's one sound in like almost every single fucking rap song and you can hear <laughs> the sound coming through headphones when someone else is listening to it and it's like a metallic beat that's just like steady going the whole time and I don't know how people can listen to songs with that sound in headphones in their head because it drives me crazy it's like nails on chalkboard to me 
Um, so I do not like the screeching sound either. But other than that, Kesha, we love it. We love it. I love one of the lyrics I want to point out is, build me up to fill the fall and fall in love. Isn't that interesting? Like, build me up mm -hmm. to, like, fall, but, like, fall in love. And then it just stops making sense entirely because then she's like, well, it still makes sense, just not in relation to the rest of the song, really. Suddenly she says, in the next life, I want to come back as a house cat. As, as a, a house, house cat. cat. <laughs> <laughs> Get me to the airport and put me on a plane. I'll be extra cute if I'm fat. As a house cat. As a house cat. <laughs> I'm going to sit and play in the sun. I'll be fucking cute. I'll, I'll be a fucking cute son of a gun. It's cute. The end was cute. Like, that's where you lost me. But the beginning is my is my favorite, if I'm being honest. The, yes. You lost me at the end. But, yeah. Yes. Overall, but I thought I it was mean, a cute song. I want to be a fat house cat, too. Which, guys, my freaking cat got roasted at the vet because she's four pounds overweight. And they roasted the shit out of her. I was like, yo, you do not have to be this mean. She is not that fat. Like, she's literally not even that fat. She just has a little tiny tummy. And they were like, you need to switch her food. She can never have dry food again, for one thing. Oh. <laughs> and you need to make sure that she's losing at least one to two pounds in the next year. Which oh. also, cats lose weight really, really, really slowly. <laughs> so it's going to be literally like a three to four year battle now of me getting her down four pounds. And I'm like, yo, I wanted her to be a fat house cat. Like, chill. And he's like feline diabetes like you're gonna oh kill my your god cat. Oh i'm my like god. you know what you nope. know nothing <laughs> you like, know what are you nothing what are you even talking about she's not even fat she's a skinny legend we love hyper like she's perfect. don't body shame my cat first <laughs> of all because we love all people all cats of all sizes and shapes and colors that's what and i'm genders saying and genders and sexual orientations <sighs> anyway rude anyway sorry guys i just <laughs> really popped off <laughs> Hello. So moving on to the next song slash interlude, it's Ram Das Interlude. And this song, guys, is what it feels like in my head when I have an anxiety attack, especially the beginning of it. It says... Yeah, I get it's, so stressed out. <laughs> Chloe hates it. It says, well, do you approve of me? Do you like me? Am I good enough? And it says that again, like four times, like repeat it. And he sounds like a cult leader a little bit. No? Yeah, it really freaks me the fuck out. I don't like it at all. And then it says, have I achieved enough? And this says that like four times. Have and I then achieved enough? Have I achieved enough? Have I achieved enough? Have I achieved enough? Um, Guys, doesn't that sound like we're in a freaking cult? That's scary. <laughs> what the heck? If you're listening, are you trying to brainwash us? Well, it's brainwash me, babes. I love it. And then, like, it, and then it, it like breaks through kind of like what it's talking about. So like it breaks through to a sky where like everything is like free and you can breathe again so it's basically talking about like anxiety and like getting through it but it's just really weird i've never heard a song on this and i was not expecting it it's different from everything else and i personally enjoyed it <laughs> i'm reading the bottom here okay i'm gonna just read it out loud really quick because it's interesting and then there comes a period when you just gone through enough and the space starts to the little blue sky starts to develop and you start to identify with the blue sky instead of the cloud. You flicker at first and then you start to release. And often in the release, the closing of the heart because you don't want to get hurt again. And you gotta allow that. That's still a part of the grief reaction and a lot of you are still holding on to grief from previous hurts. And then comes the time when you start to realize you'd rather be vulnerable and be hurt than be living dead. Woo. Intense. Okay, I did a very choppy job of reading that because there's some strange spelling stuff in here, but um, that's really interesting. The part I like about it the most is the end. Like, you, you have to allow that. You have to allow the pain and the hurt because the hurt and the pain is what r reminds you that you're alive. Like, that's just really Damn. interesting. Damn. No, it wasn't interesting. That's, I, Pain I found this... is just weakness leaving the body. Oh. <laughs> Mitchell, I like that. That was for you, Smooch. I love you. Hello. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that's, I mean, it's super simple. It's like a minute long, but we had to touch on it. It's an interlude. Like we said, interludes aren't our favorites, but she's on there, and I don't hate her. So, moving on, we're going to go to another song that's a little 
on the sadder side called Too Far Gone. And in my opinion, I feel like this song is about the feeling of changing and not recognizing yourself. And maybe this change is because of a man for the good or bad, I don't know. And she's kind of looking back on like that, mm. on herself a little bit. Throughout the song, she repeats, am I missing you or am I missing pieces of me? Am I missing you or am I missing who I used to be? So that's I where I got, that part. that's where I got my little theory on that. And then she goes in to this quote, which reminds me of King Princess a little bit. She says, sometimes I add up all of my wasted time. Sometimes I just like seeing grown men cry. Think I killed the part of me that I like. And seeing grown men cry reminded me of Cheap Queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so. Grown men cry. Um, my favorite, or one of my favorite, or I guess, let me not say favorite. One of the lines that stuck out to me was, love comes with pain. I don't know why my whole life. It's just like a sad little blurb. Like, that's just sad as shit. That is and sad. This is one of the songs I kind of talked about earlier. This is one of the songs that ha- it's very lyrically heavy. There's a lot of different stuff in there. So it's a really good one to listen to. Um, well, it's actually not like really lyrically heavy, but she just, she says different things and she touches on different feelings and different emotions and stuff. So I do really like that about it. And I think that it's a good one to listen to and next up after that we've got peace and quiet can we have some peace and quiet please? <laughs> please. i will say this one i'm trying to remember i think it's this one yeah this is the one that is not my favorite so chloe hates peace and I quiet <laughs> fucking hate it no i'm just kidding you guys it's really not that bad it's just probably like every album usually has the one song that you listen to the least um this one just like it's it's not my it's not my thing the one line that like honestly i will be snobby about and be like i just hate this (laughs) like a gravitron always spinning maybe this is normal goddamn who am i kidding i'm like like a gravitron what does that even mean like what are we talking about kesha you know what a gravitron is at the fair that spins really fast. Yeah, that's like my favorite freaking ride. But like, what are we talking about, man? We're spinning and our spinning around. I just don't like my least favorite thing is she does a lot of voice effects in this. Like, mm-hmm. like as personally, that's not my style of music that yeah, I like. Yeah, that's one of the things I didn't like about it myself. There's a lot of effects, like not just voice effects too, but they've got a, there's just a lot going on in this song. Yeah, so I don't really have anything to say. It's just like like Chloe is my least favorite song off the album, No Shade. But yeah, are you ready to move on? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. So moving on, we're going to do Only Love Reprise, which is basically just like a shorter, different version of Only Love Can Save Us Now. Um, Any thoughts on the song, Chloe? My main thought on it is I just think it's interesting. I enjoy when artists do this. I feel like this is something that Lana has done before, and and gaga gaga did it for only angels yes and i'm trying to think but i really like when an artist will go and take like a sample of their own song or their own music somewhere and just do like a short little something it kind of makes me feel like they finished the song and one of her favorite parts got cut out of it so she just wanted to make sure that got in there somewhere or like they finished the song but she still has more to say that didn't get like in the song so she's mm-hmm. gonna just kind of continue it's kind of like a part two I so agree. i think that's really cool and i love the line i wish i could talk in technicolor i love that's that so too fun. that is fun. um and that honestly i feel like she does talk in technicolor because i feel like the rainbow album feels that way to me yes yes when, yes, her, yes. when i listen to rainbow the album obviously it's called rainbow but i see all of the colors and I, I remember the music video so vividly and I see the video and there's so many bright colors in that video as well so I like that little tiny quote and I like that little tiny reprise yeah it's super cute it's really short but I loved it I'm glad that she added it if she wanted it in there so it starts out this is reality can't you feel it I am one with what I am Everything in color, everything. You have to see the air. You can't believe it. Only love can save us now. And then I wish I could talk in Technicolor. But when she says, I am one with what I am, it 
sent me directly to I'm proud of who I am mm. from um which song is that is that praying praying yeah and I just love that like this there she talks about that a couple times in a few different songs and I'm really proud like not proud because obviously I don't know her personally but like proud as a woman just to see another woman go through all of that trauma and abuse but then still come out of it and have a strong enough mental health and and like grasp on herself that she's saying you know what I'm proud of who I am I am at one with what I am this is me this is who I am and the terrible things that have happened to me they're part of who I am now exactly they're not the only part and and the fact that I can get through these things and get over them that's the greater part of me than the than the terrible things that have happened to me in the beginning but anyways no that is interesting and I I love that you're making all these connections to Rainbow because I do I see connections with Rainbow and like I said High Road so I Mm -hmm. I haven't noticed these so look at you pulling out all these connections (laughs) Cleo It definitely, to me, feels like um, she's continuing some thoughts and some things that she was going through when she was writing the Rainbow album. Like, I definitely think we're still working through some of the same things. But it's very interesting, the drastic change between the Rainbow album and, like, the fact that it literally is all rainbow and colorful and bright. And this is a very, like, sterile... Yeah. Like... I don't even know, other than sterile, how to really describe it. Like, it's very... She's naked. She's been, like, stripped. She doesn't have any, like, jewelry on like or anything wet, kind like of. that. She's, like, wet. It's just, like, stripped down. No makeup. In general, that's kind of the, like, aesthetic and vibe and look and feel of this album is, like, stripped down. Yeah, I agree. 100%. 100%, actually. I think that's where she's going with all the aesthetic of, like, all the visuals we've seen. Like, the mm-hmm. album cover, it's all, like, very minimal, but, like, impactful. Like, um, yes. for, for the next song we're moving on to, Hate Me Harder, the visuals for this was just her with a white wall and a guy choking her the whole time while she sings. So yeah. it's just, like, simple, but, like, and obviously impactful. It's, like, little things, but, like, like we just said, she's, like, wearing no makeup, simple background, nothing's going on except, like, one thing, and... It's kind of making like, a statement. Exactly. So moving on to the next song I just touched on, Hate Me Harder. I think this song is described in the title. Basically, like, anything someone can do, like, they want to see your flaws. You, they want to hate on you. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can do to make them love you. Like, even the first um, lyric, congratulations, you caught me doing some dumb shit again. That's what you do. That's what you do. Like, obviously, you want to catch me doing something dumb so you can, like, yell at me. Like, you don't want to see anything I do good. You just want to see the negativity to hate me harder I love how she says I've graduated from caring about your opinions (laughs) (laughs) I swear I'm gonna use that later on (laughs) probably to my mom when she's telling me like I don't think you need to get bangs Chloe like I don't think that's gonna look cute and I'm like I've graduated from caring about your opinions so thank you (laughs) so thank you just kidding mama I love you she says Um, so if hating me helps you love yourself then do your worst baby give them hell Hate me harder. I love that. Damn. Oh. But yeah, that's basically the whole thing is just like, hate me. Like, hate me or you love me. Like, I've already hated on myself. Like, whatever you say, I've heard. So, like, do your yeah, best. Yeah, she literally says, there's nothing left I haven't heard. Like, so do it. Like, and whatever. I can take it, so make it hurt. Yeah. Like, try your best. Be like, give me something new. Come on, I've heard everything in the book. Like, try. Literally. Like, you're not going to break me at this I feel point. like that's that's what it is is like give me something new finally like just someone be creative at least yeah very interesting and then she said or she says isn't it funny that you're spending all that time and energy wasted on me it's so flattering you say i look like i just crawled out of a trash can you say i'm obnoxious nobody was asking luckily the joke's on you i got nothing left to prove damn and i love i fucking love that she says you say I'm obnoxious. Nobody was asking. <laughs> like, like, I just love her for being kind of like cheeky and petty with it and being like, fuck you. Like, nobody asked for your stupid opinion anyways. I'm sure these, this is probably about someone in particular. Maybe not just one person, but like a group of people. 
and mm-hmm. they shove it to him. And I, hopefully, I don't want to get into it again, but hopefully this is about her management. And they have to, obviously, they're under her management, so they have to listen to this album. And, like, they might not know, but like, she's like, fuck you guys. This is about you. Like, fuck hate me. <laughs> all the shit, yeah. all the shit you think I don't know you said about me, I do know. And the joke's on you. And she says, again and again and again and again, I'll keep saying it over again. I've been there. I've done it. I've lived it. I've fucked it. I'll do it all over again. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I already know that I can. I already know I can. Like, that's such a powerful line. That is. Such a powerful little moment, moment. And it's like, even when I was just saying it, reading her lyrics, and I haven't done this stuff, I'm like, I feel powerful reading this yeah. out loud. I'll keep saying it over again. I've been there, I've done it, I've lived it, I've fucked it, and I do it all over again. Like, She's been like, through some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, out of yeah, all has. the artists we've talked about, like, Kesha has gone through some shit, and I love her so much. Just for... It's keep doing this shit. Like, she's such a badass. Yes. That's the, exactly yes. what I was looking for. Like, she's so strong, and, like, I love her so much. Like, this song was perfect I love that's one of my favorites off the album and I really hope that she does this for herself I really hope that writing music and being a performer and a singer songwriter and doing all of this is something that she wants to do for herself and I hope that she like this might sound like the dumbest thing ever to say but I really hope that she like loves her fans and feels the love from her fans and that that's one of the reasons she wants to do it because she has so many supporters. There are so many people who care about her and care about her music and her art and her life. And I just hope that after all of this stuff with this RCA and Dr. Luke and all of this like bad shit and trauma is done and she can close the door and close that chapter, I hope she takes like a like serious look at her life and decides, do I wanna continue doing this? Do I want to continue to keep putting myself on this platform and opening myself up to it? Or is it time for me to just protect myself and protect my peace? Which I would support either choice there. But I just think, like, like you just said, she has been through so much that I think she needs to, like, decide, do I want to do this? And I just I just want Kesha, if you're listening, Kesha Rose, I just want you to know that if you do it do it for you and do it because you love it and do it because it makes you feel better but don't do it for any other reason yes whatever makes you happy like if you're truly happy doing whatever it is do that like you've put out so much oh my god like look at your catalog babes like you've made hit after hit like you've done your work and if you're done we're fed we're happy you've mothered us so like you're amazing so like and not only that but like let's be real kesha was like in the in the 2000s kesha was like a movement like a phenomenon like it girl like completely changed the game when it came to like music videos the aesthetic to songs she's like the first one back in that day to go out and be like Fuck it. I know most of the people listening to my songs are kids, but I'm going to wake up in the morning, morning with a bottle of Jack. Like, it's so fun. People don't make music like that anymore. It's like dance. She made, like, dance yeah. fun music. Yes. Like, just, like, she was young, unpolished, like, had a d- different style of, like, just being young and fun and free. And, like, I remember when I was little, be like, oh, my God, like, she's so fun. She's and, like, living so her... so cool. Yeah. No, I like, was literally. And, yeah, the fact that she's, like, grungy and she's kind of, like, a rolling stone like yeah. literally like potentially Mick Jagger's daughter and that you know, like all this stuff is just made her seem so cool and so different at the time and now it sucks because you have to look back at that and be like what was her what was choose chosen for her what was she like happy with what was happening behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes at this yeah. time yeah and so that's obviously very devastating but still the gifts that came from all of that devastation are still appreciated by her yes. fans to this day. Cause those songs like, um, animal and TikTok we, and we are who we are. Um, we are who we are. Die young the heart, like a 808. I feel your heart beat in the beat, beat of the, the drums. The drums. Uh, the shame. Shame. <laughs> that you came here with someone. 
Uh-huh. Um, See, the good thing is that we'll never get sued for us singing because it sounds so far off from the actual <laughs> songs that no one would ever even catch that we're trying. Wait, I thought Kesha joined for a second, guys. We don't have a guest. Do we have a guest? Wait, Kesha Rose. Kesha Rose. It's me. <laughs> LOL. All right, guys. So And also, just a total side note, so sorry to interrupt, but I can't even hear Kesha Rose without thinking about Whitney Rose from Real Housewives. Oh, my. Which, by the way, finished season three. You did already? Season- fucking crazy watch the whole thing in like one day okay stop pause we can't do it bad weather (laughs) um so much bad weather and so so much bad weather and heather's ass and so much (laughs) happened like so so much happened oh my god we have to talk after this all right guys we gotta hurry up so i can go talk real housewives with chloe but moving on to the last song is happy and this song also starts with an audio clip which we love a sample and Mm -hmm. this is just basically talking about all she wants to be is happy. And I, this is the song I could not finish. It's so sad to me. Like, it's hard to listen to. I feel like she's talking about the beginning of her career in this song, maybe. Mm. And the lyric that um, kind of touched me the most was, I remember when I was little, before I knew that anyone could be evil, these egos, some people, playing with my innocence, like at a casino. And I refuse to be jaded still painting rainbows all over my face oh i've gotten used to the fall Mm. isn't that sad just like that's so sad she was so bright and colorful when she was little and then all these people have just thrown daggers at her her whole life but she still refuses to be jaded miley cyrus reference and still paints rainbows all over her face like i love that how strong Um. I, so she says, sometimes you think you're doing the magic and sometimes you realize the magic is doing you. And this was one of those moments. Mm. What if none of this happened? It's nothing like I imagined it. What if I wasn't this strong? Oh, fuck. What if it all just went different? So many times I wish I would have just listened. I wasn't ready for it all. Mm. It's sad. This no, is but a you sad aren't one. Kesha. Nobody is ever ready for that. And nobody should ever, ever have to deal with that. And it makes me sad. Particularly the one thing out of all of that that like really just gets me is it's nothing like I imagined it. Mm. Like it's that's just so sad when you have an idea of like what your life will be or something and then the disappointment, the letdown. And what if I wasn't this strong? Like I feel like she's referencing like if she wasn't this strong, she would probably be dead by now. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's so sad. If she wasn't this strong, then who else would have been a victim of the same people because she never spoke up? Like that's that's the thing too is she's so brave because what she's doing is saving future women and fucking children probably. Yeah from this abuse like i have no idea how old kesha was when all of this started but it would not surprise me to find out that she was underage at the time and she is a voice for change yeah she is she really is and i she says just gotta laugh so i don't cry oh Uh. that's so sad so there are so many things i'd change but i can't there are so many things i said that i wish i left unsaid Time's passing me by. Just got to laugh so I don't cry. Damn. Super sad. If you asked me then where I wanted to be, it would look something like this. Living out my wildest dreams. But life sometimes ain't always what it seems. If you ask me now, all I've ever wanted to be is happy. Like, heartbreaking. This is song I couldn't finish. It gets so sad, guys. Like, this is probably the saddest one to me. So, I talked about it a little bit earlier that I have anxiety but I'm also diagnosed with depression and that that diagnosis has been for like years um I've struggled with it pretty much my whole entire life and like fuck if the line all I've ever wanted to be is happy doesn't hit home because sometimes when your brain is working against you like me if you have depression or if the world is working against you like Kesha and all of these people who are tearing her down and doing these terrible things to you it sucks to be on the outside of happiness and want happiness but not be able to achieve it yeah and like it's such a painful feeling to want to be happy but like just 
for one reason or another, like, you just can't get there. And that's just sad. Everybody deserves to be happy. Um, that line reminded me of Young and Sad by Noah a little bit. Oh, God, just wanting yeah. to Just wanting to be happy. Yeah. But what a way to end the album of just, like, saying, please, like, at the end of the day, she just wants to be happy. She doesn't want to cause any drama. She doesn't want to do anything. Just be herself and be happy. Just, like, live her life the way she wants to and be authentic to herself. And I think this album was authentic. That's one thing I could say. I've never heard anything like it. I think it's a unique sound to Kesha. And Definitely. I... I'm so proud of her for still releasing music and still being brave enough and speaking her truth. Like some of the, like you guys just heard the things she was saying. Like she really went there and said what she wanted to. And I'm so proud of her. So what are, what are your final thoughts on the album, Chloe? My final thoughts are I, somehow this always happens, but I like the album more just after us discussing it and deep diving and going through it. Like, I know that we are making these as podcasts for our besties to listen to, but honestly, these album deep dives are very beneficial for me because I feel like you and I as friends have never gone this deep into albums like this before. We've always been enthusiastic and like listened to it and talked about it, but I love getting like this deep with you and getting going through all of the lyrics and stuff because I'm getting so much more out of the music than I ever did before and it's like thrilling to me and I really love like getting to do this with you so my overall feelings on the album are I'm proud of her I'm happy that she released it it makes me even more proud now that I know the details of like RCA not helping her Mm -hmm. and I think that it's a really good album I think lyrically this album is like top notch some of the sounds like instrumentals like we've talked about maybe not my favorite all the way through but it's different it's new it's something that she needed to do and I love the stark contrast between the rainbow era and now this yes Um, and it, it very much feels like the rainbow era she was like testing the waters of what it would be like to speak her truth and testing the waters of what she could maybe get away with but Mm -hmm. now it feels like she's just like straight up mad or like just i'm not holding anything back anymore and the visuals attached to this album are extremely powerful like garrett said earlier they're very touching like they will reach out and fucking grab you kind of Mm -hmm. touching and i would i would send a word of caution to all of our besties listening they are tough to watch like they're uncomfortable to watch they're meant to be uncomfortable yeah it's hard it's hard to see so you know take care be cautious of it you can watch it for a few minutes and click out because we can tell you that the visuals pretty much stay the same all the way through her videos so like if you want to just see what it's about you can click on it but you don't have to sit there and watch the whole thing if it's making you uncomfortable yes but that is also the point. Like, you are supposed to feel uncomfortable and it is supposed to be disturbing because this is a disturbing topic that she's covering. Yeah. And she wants you to feel disturbed because she was disturbed. Like, imagine what she went through. Yeah. So she Exactly. Like, yeah. So I echo all of that. I think this album was amazing. I think, like Chloe said, going through it always makes me like the album more. And I feel like I found some of my new favorites going through this. So... Guys, I hope everyone enjoyed it and go listen to Kesha's new album. Go support our girl and listen to Gag Order. And we love you guys for listening. Please go to our Instagram and TikTok at EFBF Podcast, where we're going to post all of the behind the scenes of our episodes. And we let you guys know when we have a new episode posted. Yay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like Garrett said, we love you guys. And... Hit us up on that Instagram to tell us which song off the album was your fave. Yes, and give us a five star on Spotify, and you'll find us on Amazon Music as well. We love you for listening, besties, and we will see you next episode. Goodbye.